It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Monday morning. We are back in New York and we've got a Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs, do it again. Super Bowl 57, an exciting game, and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles in this high-scoring affair, and Patrick Mahomes gets another one. Andy Reid gets another one. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes has another Super Bowl MVP, and more importantly than anything this morning, Boomer, Young Joker is a Super Bowl champion. My guy has his hands and his mouth all over that Lombardi, and he played a big role in the game. So did that call at the end of the game, the defensive holding that did affect the outcome. But it's not all about one play, Boomer. Good morning. How are you? You know, good morning, G. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm about 85% still, you know, so... Um, but I'm good to be back, and I will say this, that, um, you know, it was an amazing game by Patrick Mahomes, for sure, especially when, you know, he hurt his ankle at the end of the second quarter, and he's limping in, and you're like, oh, my God, you know, so this high ankle sprain thing still obviously bothered him through both the AFC Championship game and now the Super Bowl, and, you know, it's one of those injuries where, you know, you can come out, and as long as nobody's tweaking it, and you're not tweaking it the wrong way, you know, you could, you could play on it with stability and you could feel really strong about it. But the moment it gets hit the wrong way or something else, like, it's like a shock wave going through your ankle. And I think that's, that's most likely what happened to him. And because of the elongated halftime, I think he was able to calm down a little bit. And maybe I don't, I doubt they gave him any sort of shot or anything in the ankle, but I'm sure that they did do some treatment to it, uh, during, uh, during halftime. And maybe that elongated halftime helped him out, but man, he was unbelievable in the second half. You know, that that's the guy that, you know, that is the best player in the league right there, without question. And I can't say enough about how well his offensive line played. I mean, they protected their meal ticket, not only in the AFC Championship game, but against this pass rush that came into the game, what, four short of, a, of an NFL record for both playoffs and regular season. And they didn't even get a sniff. They didn't even really get a sniff. That he, where he got hurt, he was out of the pocket and running around. But he is just on a different planet than everybody else. I mean, he plays differently. Uh, I can't say enough about him. And then, you know, his humility after the game right. is, is really what truly makes him great. You know, he gets up there, they give him the MVP, and he wants to say thank you to his entire teammates. He wants to say thank you to Andy Reid. You know, in the way that, uh, you know, Kelsey talks about Andy Reid and everybody talks about Andy Reid and just how much they all appreciate each other, you know, gives you a real understanding of how great he is as not only a player but a person and a leader yeah and i really started to believe that it was going to be the chiefs and i picked the chiefs after i saw patrick holmes do what he did against the bengals on that high ankle sprain i said this is just he's he's not going to be denied this year and if they had lost this super bowl it would have been wow you know they really missed out on a lot a lot of opportunities andy Reid and patrick holmes during his prime this is another missed opportunity it just didn't feel like it was going to happen and the reason why is patrick Mahomes on that run in the fourth quarter where he's basically giving everything that he has for that eight yards where he scrambles that was the fastest i think i've ever seen that guy run in his life 
And he does this with the injury, and he just was not going to be denied. And in the first half, he really didn't have opportunities because the Eagles played essentially a flawless first well, half. I mean, you got to remember, so the Chiefs score a defensive touchdown. Right. So that takes a possession away from them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, Kadarius Tony has that long punt return in the second half off of that poor punt. And, you know, that essentially takes an entire 70 yards away from them. Uh, in, in terms of opportunities for putting up more yards. So the yards look like they're depressed, but they're depressed really because of two plays. Yeah. One is the defensive touchdown, and the other one is the Kadarius uh, Tony punt return down to the five yard line. Let me tell you something. We talked about Kadarius Tony maybe being the Super Bowl MVP at plus 15,000. If he had gotten into the end zone on that punt return, I believe that he had a real shot of winning the Super Bowl MVP hey, because it, it would have taken away another touchdown from Mahomes. Yes. So he wouldn't have had the three. He would have just had two. He only threw for whatever it was. It wasn't a ton of yardage. Yeah, because he didn't have because exactly. he, he lost yards. And he scored another touchdown. So you would have had the biggest play in the game, the first ever punt return in the history of the Super Bowl for a touchdown. And he had another touchdown on top of that, even though he had really no yards receiving. There was a chance he could have done it. <laughs> yeah. <Just> 15,000. <laughs> so when you think about losing a, a possession in the first half because of the touchdown on defense and then that long run of punt return by uh, Kadarius Toney <clears throat> this is why the numbers seem depressed for the offense of the of the Chiefs man but I'm, I'm telling you that offensive line was unbelievable I mean yeah. they didn't get anywhere near him this is a team that basically assaulted the two quarterbacks in the previous two games Brock Purdy and of course uh, uh, Daniel Jones they did that in Philadelphia you know this is a neutral site and everything else it's a little bit different um, I, I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that, you know, everybody's going to look at that Bradbury call. And I think I kind of agree with Greg Olson. Like, uh, you know, it's, it, it feels like for those of us who have played the game, it feels a little ticky tacky. But Bradbury said after the game, look, it was, it was I grabbed them. I didn't think they were going to call it in that situation. They did call it in that situation. Called Cheffers, the, uh, the, the referee basically said after the game in the pool report that it was a grab, it was a hold. I think we all know it was a hold. The question is, did it did it rise to the level of calling it at that moment? Now, well, I mean, it definitely affected the outcome oh. of the game. There's no two ways about it, and I it just it wasn't that egregious to me. They hadn't called a holding, I think, the entire football game until that moment. I think that's the thing that's frustrating. But just like the AFC Championship game, we were talking about the calls that happened there. I mean, think about these opportunities for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they went three and out in the fourth quarter when they had the football. Yeah. And that was the first time that that happened. Obviously, the Jalen Hurts uh, fumble for a touchdown. Uh, you had, of course, the big punt return, which was a big deal. They had a fourth and inches, and they end up going uh, a full start to bring them back to, to fourth and five. So the Eagles had their mistakes, and they had their issues. So, yes, that call is something that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, just like the AFC Championship game, but I mean, it's not like the Philadelphia Eagles were dominating this football game, absolutely dominating it early on. They couldn't get the job done. Mahomes came back and beat them. You know, in all honesty, though, you score thirty-five points, you expect to win. Yeah, and you know, yeah, the Eagles just for the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagle defense was, you know, the best defense in football all year long. Had all the numbers, all the statistics, and you know, they ran into RoboCop at quarterback, and RoboCop just basically went and did what RoboCop always does and. Seems like big games. You know, we're going to see a lot of these games for the next five to ten years with him and Andy Reid. You know, this team and the turnover on this team, I think I read it was either 13, 13 through 16, I don't know, players left from the previous Super Bowl. So they've had two-thirds of their roster has been turned over 
since the last Super Bowl. And, you know, when you take a look at and what I love the most is two of the touchdown passes that they had, the one to Kadarius Tony and the one to Sky Moore, were essentially the same type of thing. Wild. Where they were coming in motion, mm-hmm. and you had thought that it was going to be a jet sweep or he was going to go all the way across the formation. But this is Andy Reid. This is Andy Reid knowing that the Eagles are going to be in man coverage, that he's going to take two of his faster guys, he's going to bring them in short motion. The guys that are covering him on the them on the other side for the Philadelphia Eagles are thinking that they're going to go all the way across the formation. When the ball gets snapped, they basically stop and go back out. And by that time, the guy that's covering each of those guys is standing in the middle of the field while these guys are standing outside the numbers. Uh, and brilliant play design. I mean, that's what that is. And those are easy touchdown passes. Uh, so I can't say enough about the play design for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. And I know that Andy was giving Eric a lot of credit after the game last night. I think he's really trying to push you know, Eric Bieniemy to get an opportunity to go play, you know, to be an offensive coordinator at least somewhere well, else. Well, I think that's going to happen. I mean, I think that's probably, he needs yeah. to get away from that situation and do it on his own, I think, to maybe uh, get that job and get over the hump. But yeah, I mean, Andy Reid was, was giving him a, a ton of credit. And I think the way the Chiefs rebuilt that roster with their offensive weapons, if you look back, I mean, it's genius because... There was a lot of guys that they brought in who were like that second tier guy or someone, you know, who was very young. They take a chance on and Kadarius Tony that fell out of favor uh, with the Giants. Then you get Juju Smith Schuster, who was a guy that, you know, ended up with the Steelers for a couple of years. He signed a one year deal with the Steelers. He didn't do much in that last season. They bring him in on the cheap. They put him in that offense. He's great. Marquez Valdez Scantling who was like the third option for the Green Bay Packers. On the cheap. Right, that's the key. Exactly, on the cheap. all the running backs on the cheap. Yeah, Zay Pacheco, rookie, and then they drafted. You know, they drafted McCole Hardman. They drafted Sky Moore. McCole Hardman's been hurt, but I just I, the way they got these weapons and these talented guys cheaply to put around Patrick Mahomes to replace Tyreek Hill uh, is is just I, I think was genius general managing. And Howie Roseman did a genius job too. And it's there's no shock that both these teams are the one season ended up in the Super Bowl in a three point. Game. Well, this chief team now is the second team in NFL history that has 75 wins or more in this five-year span. The other, the other team, I think, that has maybe one or two more wins is I think it's the Patriots from 2002 to 2007. So you can see that the trajectory that uh, Patrick Mahomes is on, and you know, even playing with a bad ankle in three games. And got to remember, he played the Jacksonville game with the bad ankle. Chad Henney came in and maybe saved the season for them mm-hmm. with that 98-yard drive against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. But then, you know, Patrick went in the second half of that game. He didn't play great that game. Is is the team basically won the game and everything else. And then they came back and of course they beat the Bengals and that that was a slugfest and now this one here where they put up 38 points. This is more like the Chiefs that we know. This is this is the offense that we've that we've seen and we've come to love from the Chiefs' perspective. And I, I don't know. All I can tell you is that it's it's ridiculous how easy Patrick Mahomes can make it look. But I think a lot of it, like they were saying yesterday, goes to Andy Marie, uh, Andy Reid, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I will say that you know Jalen Hurts played his ass off. He he played his ass off. It was the Jalen Hurts Super Bowl. Really until the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, they had that three and out, as you pointed well, out. Well, he also got a miserable but he also, turnover. But he also got the team, you know, in, in, 
in, uh, in in the spot where he had a score touchdown, and then he took the two-point play, and he ran it like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Right around the corner, lowered his shoulder, got in. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, they showed Howie Roseman right after that two-point conversion in the box, and you could read his lips. He goes, we're winning this effing game at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, but way. I can't say enough about the way that Jalen Hurts plays. These two, I mean, I these mean, two teams were phenomenal. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking for the Eagles, but guess what? You won a Super Bowl in 2017 in one of the most miraculous games ever. So it's not. It's not like it's that much heartbreaking for an Eagle fan. It sucks. You want another one, but I mean, my lord. Did you feel like there were any replays or anything that you felt like you know? I didn't like the whole uh, Dallas Goddard situation because I. <laughs> It's just weird when they decide to use the expedited replay and or not. Yeah. And then, like, Andy Reid has to use a challenge. I don't blame him using the challenge at that point. But then it ends up being a lost challenge and a lost timeout. Right. So it's like, I, I just, if I were a coach or I were in charge of the challenge flag, I would be very confused as to when to use it, when not to use it, and when they were going to use the expedited replay. Uh, but I think Andy Reid, even though they lost the challenge and they lost the timeout, did the right thing by checking that because that was a critical play at that and, point. And by the way, it was a great play. Yeah. It was a great catch. It was a tremendous throw. And as Greg Olson said, he, thought, he when he let it go, he thought it was going to be an interception. When in actuality, you know, that was the play, I think, that Joe Burrow had against the uh, the Chiefs where one of the, those young uh, defensive backs went up and knocked it down or just mm -hmm. tipped it, barely tipped it because he had a guy open over the top of him in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. But, man, that was that was some catch. Oh, my God, that was some catch. Yeah. You know, what about the, uh, the Devontae Smith catch along the sideline that they did overturn? Yeah, I mean, that's another one that, to me, it, the ball is, the nose of the ball hits the ground. And you saw that final angle from, because they kept showing from the sideline. Then when they showed from the field, you could see that the ball had moved when the uh, nose of the ball had gone. So I mean, to me, it was like, it, it's, <laughs> you have a million angles and you found the one because you're searching for the one to overturn it and they got it. So, I mean, I think both of those would have been upheld if there were no replay, the Goddard one, which was ultimately, and of course, it, would, it was a catch, and the Devontae Smith one as well, but yeah, I mean, I, I think with the letter of the law, I saw that ball move when he went down with it. I, 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 the letter of the law sucks, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, these guys make these unbelievable catches, and it was good to see that, you know, from the Eagles' perspective anyway, that A.J. Brown got involved. I remember sitting there going, man, A.J. Brown's got to get involved here sooner or later, Yeah, and they hit him on back-to-back uh, receptions, and he got himself in the game. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I think if I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan, I'm just really disappointed that my defense didn't do what my defense has done all year long. Now, a lot of the players were complaining about the field, that the field was slick, and I know they were talking about it. The Eagles had you know problems with their shoes and all that other stuff. And, you know, this, they put so much time and effort in this field that it's ridiculous that, you know, guys would be complaining about a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it was really pathetic, and they spent $800,000 on this field. So I saw this actually before the game. They grew the grass on a sod farm and then would bring it out because they have this technology there in that stadium where it just the, the field moves out. It's on a tray. Yeah, so they would move it out into the sun yeah. to have the grass grow and do all of this stuff. $800,000 for this field that they're slipping all over the place. And Terry Bradshaw actually mentioned, he's like, I guess they painted the entire field, and even some of like the grass they they painted more green, and that's what was making it slick. And it just is it's it's unacceptable 
for a game like this. I mean, even, you know, on the Maybe final that's one kick, of the reasons why it was 38-35. Yeah, may, absolutely, because you would think that the offense would have an advantage in that situation. I mean, even on the, the uh, game-winning kick by Butker, you know, Greg Olson is bringing up the fact that, like, look, there's the Super Bowl logo. There's paint there. I mean, he could fall right on his ass and slip. You know, the amazing thing is, is if you watch any of the Phoenix Open, um, you saw where you had all this green grass, and then around it you had all this brown grass. Sure. Well, basically because it was so cold out there um, that the grass is not really, it's dormant right now. It hasn't really started to grow. Normally it does start to grow this in February, mm. but it hadn't started to grow yet. So most of the golf courses out there that you see, including the Waste Management Open, they paint the grass green. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yes. So they paint the grass green, and I, I wouldn't be surprised that would be the case here, although they, it could have been under heaters, I'm not sure. But when you have all those logos on the field and the field looks great and everything else, you, you tend to forget about the footing. You know, our Super Bowl, Super Bowl 23 down at, uh, it was Joe Robbie Stadium at that time, and it had just opened. When we got out on the field, man, the field looked gorgeous. But then we had a rainstorm that day. It was kind of like a, a really bad rainstorm overnight and kind of rained during the morning. And uh, they, they had the pumps on and all that other stuff. And somebody left the pumps on. And our field was so bad because when you stepped in it, you slid and, and the, um, you know, the, the turf would come up from underneath you. And, you know, we had our best defensive lineman, Tim Crummer, snapped his leg in that quarter yeah. because of that field. And, you know, so I, we had the opposite. This field was tight. It was, I'm sure that it was, it was pretty hard. It looked pretty hard to me. And our field was soft, long, long grass, and it was coming out in chunks. It was like hitting down on a golf ball and just taking a huge divot. Yeah. So we had the opposite. So they put all this freaking time and effort in these fields. And I'm like, when these teams are used to playing on synthetic fields, you know, and that's where the defense really gets its speed from because they have better footing. So maybe that's one of the reasons why so many points were scored. Yeah, maybe. And uh, every player talks about how they'd rather be on grass, just not grass like this. Because it's too tight, out. too yeah. hard, and had too much paint on the field. Meaning, you know, the end zones were all painted. Center, you know, the, the midpoint of the field, you know, 50-yard line had the NFL logo on it. You had the Super Bowl logos on it. So a lot of that area, I'm sure, probably gave a lot of, like, second thoughts to defensive players on both teams trying to keep their footing. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I heard Jerry talk about how he did not win a single bet yesterday, did not hit a box. I definitely have, I think, the worst box story amongst us, though, last night. Now, I did pick the Chiefs. I did add Kadarius Tony anytime touchdown, so I won those bets All on right. FanDuel Sportsbook. However, the final score prize in this box I was in was $10,000. I had Chiefs 2. Eagles five, mm. which normally would be horrendous numbers, right? So it's 35 35. Yeah. Here come the Chiefs down the field. Score a touchdown. There goes McKinnon. Score a touchdown, and I'm right there, 10 grand. What does he do? Slides into second base. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I don't blame them for doing it. What you're supposed to do. It's exactly what you're supposed to do, but oh, I was right there. You were close. Now, there would have been a lot of time left if he scores there. Still very though. possible that it goes 42-42 to overtime, but you would have been right there. I would have been there. Just yeah. one stop for ten grand with 2-5? Yeah. I mean, that's all you could ask for.
But of course, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. But anyway, that's them's the breaks, as they say, Jerry. Some things haven't gone your way recently. What are you going to do? <laughs> no, I'm paying for everything. Uh, okay, uh, Jerry, what do you have over there? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone since you are such a big Kadarius Tony fan these yeah. days. I figured I'd let you hear this from one Kevin Harlan on the fan. Seabars will punt. And he sends it down the middle looking into the lights. It was retrieved at the 30-yard line by Kadarius Tony. He dances and breaks the tackle. Runs laterally in the 35. Packers ahead the near side 40. Packer at the 50 on the near sideline, the 40. Getting a block at the 30 down the near sideline, the 20. He gets another block at the 10. He spins to the 5. This kid's electric. Oh, gas, no break. Down to the 5. Down to the 5. Again, Kevin Harlan Westwood won on yes. the <laughs> Yes. Damn right, he's electric. <laughs> Young Joker. Touchdown. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then, in the end, the uh, with the game tied, this is the field goal that you're talking about that was not a touchdown because of the slide down. Winchester, the snap. The hold by Townsend. The kick is away and good! 27-yard field goal to take the lead with eight seconds remaining in Super Bowl 57. 38-35. Again, Kevin Harlan, Westwood, oh. running the fan, and that was your final score as the Chiefs come back to beat the Eagles to win the championship. Patrick Mahomes named MVP, 21 of 27, 182 yards and three touchdowns. Some of the post-game stuff and a lot of it. Here's Andy Reid, the keys to the win. Well, uh, I'll give the credit to the big old line and to Pat Mahomes and all those guys around him. Eric Bieniemy was phenomenal, also. <laughs> we'll see if he stays. Somebody the take him off my hands for God's <laughs> sake! Tired of this. Here was uh, Reed, overjoyed with the victory. That uh, he looked into the eyes of the reporter. It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That was Tom Rinaldi he was talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a look at all the uh, statistics and everything else. There's also a fourth down statistic in this game uh, where the uh, the Eagles were very successful on fourth down. On yeah. top of being 11 of 18 on third down. Yeah, and then they had that one fourth and short, though, with the uh, full start penalty. That was uh, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. There was uh, Mahomes on Fox fighting through the sore ankle. Yeah, I told y'all this week, there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field. And uh, I just want to shout out my teammates, man. We challenged each other. It took everybody to win this football game. So uh, shout out my teammates, baby. We're Super Bowl champs, baby. Let's go. Uh, yes, and he the MVP. Here's Travis Kelsey. Uh, so how do you get so open? Certainly has gone well for him. Kelsey, six catches, 81 yards and a score. Come on, baby. I got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, baby. <laughs> Things just happened. I got a great team. We have, we have a man that feels good. Not man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to win it. And look at us now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not true again. <laughs> of course, it's I mean, not there's a true. lot of people that obviously said that they were going to win. Yeah, there was that whole momentum going into the season, though, about how losing Tyreek Hill and the division getting better, that's and people true. weren't as many people weren't picking the Chiefs. But please, there were people taking the Broncos. Yeah, there were, but and the Raiders to say not and one of you. It was their 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 run through the playoffs was a hell of a lot tougher than the Eagles. Sure, I mean they were the one seed for crying out loud. What are you talking about? Nobody believed you. And their do games it. that they lost were to Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah. Now what I don't know is is it possible that all the guys on the Fox pregame show all picked the Eagles? I didn't see they that. They did. So Absolutely. maybe that's who he's referencing. Yeah, I, maybe if, it, if that got back to him, but. 
I mean, I, that's when I knew that I was going to win my bet, is when I saw every time that happens, where everybody yeah. picks the same team, Goes it never way. works out that way. Well, it didn't last night. Here was uh, Kadarius Tony on NFL Network on the 65-yard punt return. He made a play, longest punt return in Super Bowl history. And then you've got the story of Juju Smith-Schuster, who earned himself some cash last night. Are you aware of the incentive that you hit today? No, no, no. What's the Do you want to know? I know, yeah. Let me know. What's up? What's up? Okay, so you had to play at least half the offensive snaps. Okay, okay. And the Chiefs have to win. Check, check, big check for a million. <laughs> How does he not know that? That's what I said. I don't know. It's a good <clears> question. That was uh, both Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kadarius Tony, courtesy of NFL Network. Now, in terms of Philadelphia, you get to the Brad James Bradbury hold. Here he was post game. Yeah, got it. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold. So they called it. Mm -hmm. Nick Sirianni, a very mature thought on the Bradbury hold. That's what he saw, and he, and he called it. And so that's never – I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the – it's not That's not what it is. He would go on to say it's all the calls, all the plays that uh, roar into the full 60 I minutes. Mean, from an, I mean, you couldn't ask for more of an offensive – Entertaining game. It was fun. It, was, it, really was. it was a fun game, and it was. It wasn't one of these. It's just that it ended flat. That's all. Like you wanted something to happen, where you know a team wasn't going to run out the clock and kick sure. a field goal. Right, which is exactly the way it went. And Nick Sirianni's got a lot of memes out there. Uh, the one now crying. from crying, Chris Stapleton, and then the one that was being used against him last night was where he stared into the camera and does a yeah, <laughs> nodding his head. So the one I saw was. Did you blow a 10-point Super Bowl halftime lead? Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to get it a little bit. Yeah. That's the way it works. Well, so while he had a very good thought on the Bradbury holding, while Bradbury himself acknowledged that it was a holding, Michael Barkan on NBC Sports Philadelphia was doing the postgame show. He didn't like it. They get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bull call. I mean, utter, complete bullshit. Did you see this? I did. His co-host is like, huh? His eyes wide open going, what just happened? So that guy that you just played right there, do you know I worked with him? You did? I did work when? with him at, uh, at the USA Network uh, during the World League of American Football wow. in 1990 and 1991. I was the Jeez. color analyst on Monday Night Football. Brad Nessler was the play-by-play -play guy. And Michael Barkan was our Kevin Burkhart. He was out in the stands. How about that? We spent a lot of time down in Birmingham. So that they and they were they were the Birmingham Fire, and uh, he would inter like, be out there in the stands with the guy blowing fire, you know, out of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was funny. blowing fire last night. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael was great to work with. I mean, he was never at a loss for a story or for words or any of that stuff. Yeah, it was great. And here he was uh, wrapping things up, and I mean, really wrapping things up. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways. And you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl. And that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. <laughs> going to be in the car. No, I'm sure. I, now, uh, did uh, Philadelphia go on fire last night yeah, or anything? Yes. Yeah, so go to NewYorkPost.com. It's the first thing. Everybody going crazy in the streets. 
uh, screaming F the Chiefs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same thing they would have done if they won. If they won, that yeah. is true. Here was Jalen Hurts. He played, uh, I know he lost the fumble that wound up being a touchdown. In the loss, 27 of 38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown, 70 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns. This thing's... It's tough. It's tough. You know, we worked really hard to have this opportunity and to come up short. You know, it's um, it's tough. CBS Sports Network. My goodness. What? <laughs> Benched in the title game. Lost in the playoffs. Oh, in the that's semi- ridiculous. I mean, come runner, on, MVP Steven. Runner, Steven, who's coming up yeah. with this? Why right. don't you just put Jalen Hurts, loser. Yeah. <laughs> Dumped in 10th grade. Holy moly. Hey, uh, Steven Waldron. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Who put this freaking graphic together for Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Our HQ team. Your HQ team. Oh, okay. CBS Sports HQ. I mean, that's rough, man. Come on. He played his ass off yesterday. Well, if anybody knows close but no cigar, it's CBS HQ, right? (laughs) (laughs) Easy there, Chief. Easy there, Chief. That was very funny. Uh, So with that, that's it. The NFL season's over. Uh, Second championship in four years for Kansas City. Uh, what else can I tell you? Devontae Smith in the loss, seven catches for 100 yards. A.J. Brown, eight for 96 and a touchdown. Fox Sports, oh, Rex Ryan is going to interview with uh, Sean Payton out in Denver. Oh, oh, that'd be interesting. That's even more combustible. It could be. It could be. But oh, so I, I'm flying back yesterday, and um, I'm thinking, you know, you always worry about your flight. You know how I always, I always talk when I get on a flight, mm-hmm. and I'm looking around, making sure I know what's going on, who's coming on the plane, and all that other stuff. And... Uh, so I had the, we had the bathroom coordinator in, in the first row uh, to my left. Your bathroom coordinator. There he is, Carl Banks. Oh. And right in front of me, I had Nick Mangle. Oh. And I was like, yeah, nobody's getting to this freaking, uh, you know, to the cockpit just in case. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything. You're good to right. go. I felt bad for Nick and Carl both because neither one of those guys could fit in the bathroom on one of those 737s. Oof, that is brutal. It really is. Those planes, I mean, if you're a big guy, I mean, I had a hard time going in there. In the bathroom. In the yeah. bathroom. I mean, like, the, they're, they're way too small. Everything's too small on the plane. It's, it's, it's insanity. Keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. But, as Al said over the weekend, we keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and that is true. Uh, Fox Sports announced Derek Jeter will be part of the network studio coverage for the coming season. So he'll be reunited with A-Rod once again. NBA tonight. Knicks take on the Nets. We will have it for you on the fan at 7-15. Northwestern beat number one Purdue 64-58. Tonight you've got Hofstra taking on Drexel. So you can enjoy that. And Scotty Scheffler won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I also have some good news for Met fans that I'm going to tell you about when we come back on the other side. Nice. Wow, is this a Boomer exclusive? Uh, if you want to call it that, it's sure. Boom exclusive? Yeah. All right, I'm excited for that. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Boomer teased some good news for Mets fans. He's not in the studio right now, so when he comes back, we will find out what that good news for Mets fans is. In the meantime, I had a miserable box story last night. I had two for the Eagles. Uh, sorry, two for the Chiefs, five for the Eagles. And if they would have scored a touchdown at the end, it would have had a real shot at $10,000. Ten grand cash if uh, Jarek McKinnon didn't slide down at the goal line, which was the right football play, but that just rips your heart out. Uh, Aaron and Lindenhurst was on the other side of one of these. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? 
Oh, Gio, I got to tell you, man, McKinnon going down at the goal line netted me $15,000 for the final score. <laughs> well, I knew someone would be on the other end of it. I'm happy that it's you, Aaron, a listener, and you had a great night. That is awesome. I just, uh, for every bad beat, there's someone on the other end celebrating. Dude, I feel very, very much sorrow for you, Gio, but I got to tell you, I got a son starting LSU in the fall, and this money is going to come in very, very handy. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest, man? When you win something like that, you're not expecting, you're like, man, this money is such a relief right now, because I've got Dude, whatever was, coming up. I was in tears on my couch. My son's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you have no idea how many issues this is going to solve for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're crying like Nick Sirianni before the game. Good job, Aaron. I'm happy for you. I'm sad for myself still, but I am happy for you. $15,000 in cash. I let 10000 slip through my fingers last night. Wasn't my fault, but I was right there, damn it. I had somebody in a $50,000 pool last night. Yeah. It's amazing how many pools they So they were estimating before the Super Bowl that they expected at least $16 billion that was going to be... <laughs> And that was, I guess that's a combination of legal bets and illegal bets, like sure. the boxes, the squares, and things of that nature. So, but do, you call it, do you call it a box or do you call it a square? I call it a box. Super Bowl box. You call My it boxes. a Super Bowl square or box, guys? Box. Box. Definitely box, right? 100% yeah, box. Like it's got to be a box. Yeah, I don't know who goes square. Who says square? Anybody? I don't, I don't know. I've never even heard that. It's like Hollywood squares. You remember the, the, the game show Hollywood squares? Of course, squares? yeah. yeah. Uh, who was that guy? I got a box. <laughs> Who was that guy who was always on Hollywood Squares? It was like such Richard a... Richard Dawson? Richard, no. It was the guy in the... Oh, God. Paul Lynn? That's the old one. I'm talking about like the 90s one. Oh. I got to look that up. While I'm looking that up, what's your uh, Mets tease? You got to pay oh, that Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I believe, I feel like I... You know, <laughs> I feel like... Matt fans should be happy that Keith Hernandez is going to be back in the SNY booth. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Are yeah. we breaking some news here? Uh, you know, I'm just feeling like I have it on uh, on what I feel is really good sources. This is awesome. That he will be back in the SNY booth. And hopefully it will be announced this week. Wow, that is that great is news. Great. That is awesome. That is awesome for all of us. I mean, Man. we're all happy. I don't... Doesn't matter what what it took or how it got there or what you know what what who had to jump through what hoops Uncle and all that Stevie stuff. got involved maybe who the Uncle Stevie I know I know Steve has nothing to do with that so um, you know this is this is SNY is a separate entity of um, from Steve Cohen and the Wilpons are in charge of that so that's why people right. were getting very upset that Keith Hernandez was apparently being lowballed so well I I don't know if that's the case either I th I just think it's just a matter of people. You know, and, and the closer it got to spring training, the more, you know, concerned we all as Met fans became because we all want to be whole and being whole is having him as a part of the broadcast. So there you go. Some breaking news this morning from Mets land. Keith Hernandez will be back in the SNY booth with Gary and Ron after a long, contentious, ridiculous contract negotiation where they should have just given him the money right away. Yeah, well, I don't know about all of that. I and do. How that is, and how we're playing that all out, but I'm just saying that uh, for good news for us as Met fans who love watching the games and love watching and listening to Gary, Ronnie, and Keith. Awesome. So that is great. Uh, so we will tweet that out.
Uh, we will take all the credit for that because Boomer was uh, the man who dug that story up. So tremendous work. I don't have to dig anything. You dug it up. I you did some digging. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to give you credit. I mean, you did some digging. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I was just wanted to bring some good news to, you know, Met fans. Just like there's a lot of good news for us Ranger fans right now. That is correct. By the way, Shadow Stevens was the guy I was thinking about on Hollywood Square. Shadow Stevens. He was always on that in the 90s. Shadow Stevens. I feel like Paul Lynn was always on probably in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Shadows, battle of the decades. <laughs> Bruce Valanche, remember Bruce Valanche? Bruce Valanche, no, I don't remember that. One at of all. the ugliest people to ever walk the earth. Okay, <laughs> I'm serious. Take a look at him. I'm looking at some of these these old people in the Hollywood squares. It's just unbelievable. Whoopi was on a lot of that. Penn Gillette was a big part of it. But Gilbert. yeah, Gilbert. yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah, yeah, he was on there. Yeah, <laughs> Shadow Stevens. I'm uh, trying to think of my. I, I I swear I don't know I don't remember if I ever did that as a celebrity participant. <laughs> I love how you forget what would be the coolest moment of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like if I were on Hollywood Squares, it'd be one of the coolest moments of my life, and you can't remember if you did it or I not. I kind of feel like we did. I don't. Kind of feel like we did it in the '80s. Or I don't. I God. Well, I can look that up. He might I remember be on IMDb. doing MTV remote control. I remember doing all that. Yeah. Hollywood Squares. You did Boomer. Family Feud. Yeah, yeah, Family Feud, of course, yeah. It doesn't look like it. Maybe not. It does not look like you're on Hollywood I thought Squares. We had, I thought we had an NFL Hollywood Squares. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, Steven, get to work on that, man. Find that by the end of the show, right? You got that surveillance video from Kansas City. Let's see if Boomer was on Hollywood Squares back in the 80s. Uh, what was your I'll take? I'll get in touch with my Hollywood Squares, guys. Perfect. I know. I figured you had one. Uh, your take on the Super Bowl halftime show and Rihanna. I thought it was good. She ended up coming out pregnant, which changed things. She is saying, I, mean, I, I, have to, I will be honest and I will be genuine about all of this. Okay. The moment she grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. Wait, wait, what? She grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I did. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a point there at the beginning of the whole thing, and at least, at least that's what I saw. Wait, wait a second. Oh. <laughs> it was the, it's the weirdest thing ever, man. I did not. I I did not pick up on that. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I saw something I didn't want to see. I don't know. She grabbed her crotch. I, I, I don't know. I, I, her I'm trying to figure out what the hell she was doing. And then, you know, I, I mean, I, for me, I would never have gotten on one of those platforms like she did. Yeah, well, and the fact that she was pregnant on top of that. Yeah, I know. Let's see here. <laughs> uh. Uh, th 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 uh, all right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it did happen. I might not have been looking uh, at that the, very was, moment. Was, I watched yeah. the whole thing. I was. I was excited to see it, just like everybody else is. And I just sat there. I just said, as soon as that happened, I said, "I'm. I'm done." Huh? Maybe Ram I'm, your maybe crotch I'm... and smell your fingers. It's an is, do we have that move there? By uh, hey, <laughs> do we have this on CBS Sports Network? Probably not. I mean, like was, and I would think that everybody was thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Yeah, I actually I mean, she's got to be pregnant or or something's going on because she looked like she was, I don't know. What. Well, yeah, she has the belly out in the yes. red thing, and yes. it was like, and she just had a baby in May. So I was thinking she either like baby, is baby fat or whatever. Or <laughs> still to this this life, I mean, we're almost a year away from it. Didn't she confirm she's pregnant? She, she, she did. did. She did. I'm saying before we knew, like I wasn't sure. 
uh, while we were watching it, and she did confirm it afterwards. Um, but so yeah. how long is she into it? So she's got a baby bump. What is she into it? About three and a half, four months? I'm not sure. I, I That I don't know. I didn't see that. I thought, like, this is what was my thought. When I found out she was pregnant, that the whole thing was like the white dancers were the sperm and she was the egg. That's what I thought. That was my take on it. You think that there was yeah, any I mean, chance? I mean, like, her movements were, you know, kind of minimal. They were, but, she, you know, yeah. she's got a baby in there. That's I what guess. I'm saying. That's So it makes sense. Right. But I didn't... <laughs> I swear to you, I watched this whole thing. I must have looked down on my phone to see the reaction on Twitter or something. I did not see the crotch grab, smell your finger situation, but I am I am reading about it now. And oh, you are? Okay, so, so I wasn't the only you one. You were not the it. only one. Yes. And I didn't know whether or not I was going to say anything this morning, but to be honest, I have to tell you, so the moment I saw it, I was just, uh, whatever. What a segment for Boomer, though. Keith Hernandez breaking news, this. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> What do you mean? Just say you're coming with a lot of good info this morning. Well, I, I was watching it like everybody else was. Yeah, I somehow missed it. And normally that would be a so thing. So there is a thing. So what did you oh, do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I did. And Jerry, first of all, he texted me right away. He said, Boomer is right. It did happen. Now I'm also reading this article from the Daily Mail that said, uh, The shine bright like a diamond singer, 34, wowed fans in an all red outfit. And in a swooping dance move, seemed to grab her crotch before licking and smelling her fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what she was trying to say. I never know what anybody is trying to say in these situations. Well, anyway, I mean, outside of that, she's got some hits. I enjoyed it. I sat there and I watched it. I thought it was a, a decent halftime show. Wasn't the greatest I'd ever seen. But oh, no, I would be. I would have been. Like, she was up on that platform. I don't know how high that thing was, but man, she wasn't tethered to anything. Yeah, she was. Oh, she was. Hundred percent, she oh, was. Right, yeah. Okay. No, no. They, they. You saw that she had. There was no way that she was untethered up there. There. I, I was looking for that. I was waiting to see someone come over and untether her. I did watch that, and they did, and then they tethered her back up. So yes, I mean, uh, there was no doubt that she could be up there, um, and the the other dancers were too. Uh, the, the ones that went up there in the thing. Where are the dancers? Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, what the hell is his name on SNL? Where they did that whole dance skit. Oh, God. With Beyonce? I yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. 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 I thought you were first uh, referring to the uh, bleep in a box thing. No, 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 no. Right. No. That was right. pretty funny, too. <laughs> that was also funny. Uh, okay. So there you go. So uh, Keith Hernandez is back and Rihanna smelled her fingers after grabbing her crotch. Those are the two things that we learned in the last couple of minutes. And we will take a break. From one end to the other. And the fact that there are no coffee filters in the back. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Uh, Bogish texted me and said that he took care of it and there is new coffee being made right now. I can confirm that because I just got some. Right. But where did he find the filters? I, I looked everywhere for filters. I bet Bogish is hiding filters. I think Bogish is hiding filters? He's squirreling filters away. There's no doubt and about it. And why was he texting you about filters? I... He must have... Did you see him back there? I did not. Unless he was, you know... Were you ranting and raving in the hall where right, people could have wear the filters as you walked back? <laughs> I, I was not ranting and raving in the hall. I do not rant and rave. I think you guys realize that I I don't think I rant and rave. Do you think I rant and rave? No, but maybe in this particular case. All I did, six have voice. you ever seen me rant and rave? Yes. Uh, okay. It doesn't happen a lot, but it uh, happens. A little, little, you know, awkward self-awareness on my part because I don't ever really think of it's myself. Not, it's not a lot, but it happens. Okay. okay. I've probably seen it three times in five years. 
but I've seen it. Can you give me can you give me a time of when I ranted and it raved? Because if it's that few of a time, then you have to. There's got to be some memory of that. Yeah, there was one time where I think we were talking about something on the air that you didn't want to talk about. It wasn't like a, anybody's fault. It was just something. And then like when we went off the air, you were like, I don't know why anybody cares about these people, these stupid a holes. Like you went on for a while. Oh, that. so I, that was a rant and a rave. It was definitely a rant and a rave, and it was very funny. I laughed. It was definitely a rant and a rave. So six forty six a.m. Andrew. Bogish, tell Boomer I started new coffee. So I don't know how or why or what's going on. Well, good but, for Andrew. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's that's what he's going for. Employee of the month. What? Maybe, maybe he knew you were in need, and he decided to use his own shirt as a filter. <laughs> yeah, 